Hey, listen to Commander Google Podcast, episode 128. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue our M20 set review by doing part two. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're technically recording about 15 minutes after we recorded yesterday's episode. Still counts. But we still have to thank our generous sponsors, face-to-facegames.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store for helping us keep the lights on. Thank you to all of you as well for joining us again as we talk about the rest of M20. We've talked Planeswalkers. We've talked Legendary Creatures. And we're going to delve we, into the we rest were, of the set this week. We were pretty hard on some of those Legendaries yesterday, hey? Yeah, we were. Thinking, thinking back on it over the last 20 minutes? We are holding them accountable. Yes, because somebody has to do it. Very much so. Somebody has to do it. It might as well be us. What are they going to do? We ain't got no spoiler card. We ain't official. What are they going to do, punish us yeah. for telling them that they're doing stuff that maybe could use a little bit of tweaking? Nah. You know what? I, I don't mind that it's imperfect. The world is imperfect. That if the world was perfect, it'd be boring. Uh, if anything is perfect, it's boring, I think. Flaws are interesting. I suppose. Yeah. That's so why Dr. Manhattan never got a spinoff series, because he's just some jack dude with a huge dink that can do literally anything. Oh, yeah. I wish that he'd... Yeah. Yeah. Jack anyway. dude with a huge dink that can do literally anything. But we're not a DC Comics movie slash graphic novel podcast. We're a Magic the Gathering podcast. That was DC? It was DC, yeah. No way. Yeah. But it existed in the real world. Yeah, like it existed. I don't think it was like tied into any of the other no, DC stuff. No, it was just stuff. published was just, by DC. Yeah. But I count it. Some people say, oh, the DC movies are terrible except Batman. I say The Watchmen. Yeah, I mean, we don't even count the Michael Bay Batmans as DC, do we? I don't think I mean, we'll, we I, do because it's like part of their like, part of their IP, but... I don't think people look at them and say, yeah, that's a DC movie. Like they do something as a Marvel movie. It's the same way that people don't count the original Punisher as a... Or Man Thing as <laughs> yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah. You know what? It's... Uh, man, those Michael Bay Batmans are good, eh? Yeah. Those are good. Not Michael Bay. Uh, Michael that, Bay was Transformers. Same guy. Well, it's, no, it's not the same guy. Pretty sure it was the same guy. Not the Inception guy did Batman. Uh, what the hell's his fucking name now? Somebody's just scre- Ky- Kylo right now is getting hives because I'm I'm not remembering this guy's name. It's fucking Michael Bay. It's definitely not Michael Bay. Begins. We're gonna read the name. We're gonna feel like fucking assholes, guaranteed. It's Christian Bale. That's the actor. Watch this. We're about to feel like total assholes. Christopher Nolan did Batman. Holy fuck. <laughs> 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 Michael Bay did Transformers. Michael Bay did Transformers. Yes. Yeah. Nobody counts them amongst the DC IPs either. <laughs> no. But. Um... <laughs> oh my God, we just lost probably all respect we've ever earned over the last two years. No way, because we're not a movies podcast. Oh, either. that's right. Yeah, we dude. already prefaced this whole yeah. kerbuckle. Holy yeah. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I'm actually happy that that happened. I am. I'm not. <laughs> I, I am totally happy that happened. You know, going back to what I was saying, the Christopher Nolan Batmans were freaking good. <laughs> yes, they super were. They very much were, yes. Hey, oh, 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 best superhero movies of all time? I already oh. said I like The Watchmen. I think The Watchmen is my favorite oh, one. Oh, you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's the best, but I think it's my favorite. There's a there's a difference. Oh yeah, you always make that difference. Yeah, I make that because people. What do you what do you what do you, what do you, what do you uh, qualify and quantify as best? Made most money, most individual scre- like different camera shots. I think that that question most is most Oscars. I think that that question is why I make that qualification. 
Yeah, because there's so many different. It's all like there's subjective. Yeah, shit, when you're right? gonna say something's the best, like what metric do you gauge it on? When something's the best card, when something's the best movie, when something's the best, when something's the best looking, like what are you? You know, like technically, mathematically, Elizabeth Hurley is the perfect woman. Does ev- is everybody listening right now sexually attracted to Elizabeth Hurley? Is there any cam girls that look like her? Definitely not. Oh, there is one Elizabeth Hurley on the earth, and then when she dies, another one will take her place, like the Highlander. Oh yeah. Yeah. There can only be one. Yeah, so but yeah, like so that's that's super subjective. So I would say something is my favorite as opposed to when I say something's the best, I mean it's my favorite, not it's actually the best. Because you have yeah. a different favorite. Yeah, that's right. Movie. You yeah, know what? I there was there was about eighty five opportunities for me to segue into different things that we are actually a podcast about, but I kind of just let you go because I didn't want to screw up again and think that it was like Michael Bay Batman. <laughs> Maybe we are a movie podcast. What oh am I doing here? <laughs> this is this is the Brian and Rando show. Yeah, this Welcome is, to DDO Podcast. Yeah, cinematic cookout podcast. Wait, <laughs> <Yes>, still <laughs> <made CCO. laughs> Oh man, two two episodes in a row. You you CCO'd me. Okay. What are we actually talking Speaking about? Speaking of the best and the, our favorite, Ooh. we have the best audience and they are our favorite. Yes. And Great we have segue. a couple patron shout outs to get to okay huge thank you to all the new patrons you can go to patreon.com slash cco podcast you can find our other links to social media there twitter facebook youtube where you can what are they going to do to the like button today you can fry the like button and that's going to tie in later in the show okay is that what you're going to roast me on yeah okay you can fry the like button and if you fry the like button on youtube that gets you entered in to win our Kess slash Anala sealed Commander 17 deck. That is the giveaway for the Ark of No Lists. But before we get into anything else, we got to thank our new patrons and do some funny patron nicknames. People want these. I don't know why they do. Yeah. But we do super appreciate it. All of the new patrons, thank you. All of the old patrons, you're okay too, I guess. And everybody who's not a patron, we also appreciate you. Yes, without... Everybody out in CCO Nation, which includes people from like Russia and Japan. And I just, I'm, I'm sending two patron sign-up gifts for the last arc to the Netherlands and Australia. That is so rad. And we've got listeners in Chile. That is also rad. Yeah, Mexico. We're, we're everywhere. That is so cool. Oh, man. Yeah, so wherever you're joining us in the world and for whatever reason, we appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Yeah, very much so. So, new patron shout-out. First shout-out, Jonathan Santos. Jonathan, ooh, Jonathan Sandtoes. Jonathan Sandtoes, got it. Yeah, I like I'll that. never forget that. That's a very summery nickname. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. new patron sign-up gifts, too. Summer Alters. There we go. There we go. Got it in there. Tokens or funny EDH cards, maybe even cards that you and I like. Ooh, we'll yeah. Just paint barbecues and beers and swim shorts on our head. Like it. Yeah. Yep. You get those for being a new patron. Next shout-out, and this is the hardest patron name we've ever had. Yeah, it is. We and, were practicing it before he, the he's show. He's listening. He's already like, oh, I know it's going to be me. He's just rock hard for his own name. <laughs> Andrew, I'm going to say it slow. Andrew Karakatsanis. Karakatsanis? Did I did it? Did I did it? Uh, sure. Karakatsanis? Looking at that word, I don't know what that word says. That's as close as I could get. Carrots in his ass? Carrots in his ass. At us. Got it. Yeah. Next shout out. This one's easier. Okay. Mike Feenan. Like Mike Feelin? That means he's probably an emo. Mike Feelin Emotional. There we go. Got it. Mike Feelin Emo. Last shout out. Big thank you to Mike. 
for yep. being so emotional. Last shout out. Eric Hallam. Hallam. Sounds like Eric Salam. I'm touching my heart. Thank you. Yes. That, Eric, that, that yeah, works Eric good. Salam. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So big shout out and thank you to all the patrons. And everybody else. Now, should we get into the thing that we are actually a podcast for? Michael Bay Batman movies? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, we are reviewing the rest of M20. If you didn't join us yesterday, you can check out the show notes down below to a link to yesterday's show where we went over the planeswalkers and legendary creatures from that show like we mentioned earlier or just scroll up one episode on your whatever platform you subscribe on oh yeah that too <laughs> i always just assume that people are like at a web page sitting very still listening just to our show and not doing anything else oh they're hey. not falling asleep they're not uh doing yard work they're yeah. just listening to the show. you know what if they go to face to face.com if they go to face to face games.com and leave us a comment on one of our shows they might listen to it there Hey, yeah, and if you do that, you can be entered to win a $25 credit from face-to-facegames.com. Yeah, there you go. I like I like $25 credits because then I can buy all of the Cavaliers, every single one of them. Oh, good segue. I don't, do you think the $25 would be enough to buy all five of these cards? I have no idea. They're all mythic. They're all playable in the commandy, and they probably are going to see some amount of standard play. So maybe not. I like. I, I don't know. I'm going to just play the blue, black, and red ones in my Lord of Tressorhorn deck. Neat. Give them a read. Okay, so there's Cavalier of Dawn, Gales, Knight, Flame, and Thorns, one of each color. They all cost color, 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 two. They are varying different powers, so we'll I won't rattle those off fast. They're all elemental knights also. So the first one, Cavalier of Dawn, is the white one. It has Vigilance. It's 4-6. When it comes into play, you destroy up to one target non-land permanent. It's control that gets a 3-3 colorless golem. So you beast within something. Sure. And when it dies, you return target artifact or enchantment from your graveyard to your hand. Sweet. So you got some recursion there. And if you can recur this, you could just dust a second thing and get something back when it dies again. So they all have an enter the battlefield effect and they do some good effect. And then when they die, they have some different effect. Pretty cool. Okay. okay. Uh, Cavalier of Gales, that's the blue one. It has flying. It's a 5-5. Five, five. When it enters the battlefield, you draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. So you, when you come in, you brainstorm. When it dies, you shuffle it into its owner's library, then scry two. That's probably the worst dies effect, I think. Because you can't like recur it from your graveyard because it goes away. I guess so. Is it a may? No. Dies. Shuffle. It. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm you know a... what? A 5-5 five, five flyer... In blue that brainstorms when it ETBs? Uh, still not terrible. It's pretty solid, yeah. Okay. All right, the black I, You know what? Screw that. I'm not playing it in Lord of T. The black one, second coolest picture, is a 4-5. It's, it's got lifelink. When it comes into play, you may sacrifice another creature. If you do, destroy target creature and opponent controls. Oh, when oh, it, when oh. It, <laughs> so good. When it dies, you return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to play. you get it right back you play this sack a thing dust a blocker lord gets in there for 10 infect you sacrifice this and get the thing that you just sacrificed right back yeah you're taking advantage of enter the battlefield leave the battlefield triggers you're getting rid of blockers very cool yeah that one's cool uh cavalier of flame is the red one i like this picture the best probably because it's red and has all sorts of fire he's and got stuff this sword it. and he's hanging half off a horse like he's playing like polo more like polo yeah that's what he's doing He's a 6-5. 
He has red one creatures you control get plus one plus oh and gain haste until end of turn. So he fire breathes your whole team for two. And gives them haste. He he goblin bushwhackers your whole team. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, if you've got two guys, he just fire breathings your your two guys. But if you've got fifteen guys, he like super fire breathes your team because <laughs> like you're paying two to give like fifteen plus in power. He's very good. Cool. And also as if that wasn't enough. When he comes into play, you can discard any number of cards, then draw that many cards. Oh. What? What? But wait, there's more! When Cavalier of Flame dies, it deals X damage to each opponent and each planeswalker they control, where X is the number of land cards in your graveyard. Which is kind of... I don't get where that's going, but... Dude, no, listen. This incentivizes you to play all... All of the fetch lands that you can possibly play in a red or more than just red color deck with Terramorphic Expense, with Evolving Wilds, with Scavenger Grounds, Strip Mine, Wasteland. Like, as long as you can put into your deck cards that like you, that aren't going to damage your mana base too much if you're playing more than just red, this guy's going to get good. Yeah. I'd... And if you draw... Like, if you... He's a five drop, so if you have like five or six land and playing a couple mana rocks and you just like discard two extra lands and you have four or five fetch lands in your graveyard, then you just, he just dies. You're going to deal like seven to their whole team. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's like, this guy's got two good effects. He reminds me of Perforos. Perforos has got this awesome ability that just domes everybody for two. Every time you play a creature, he also has this other ability yeah, that fire breathes your whole team. Yeah, people forget that he also makes all your dudes huge. This guy is going to draw you cards when all you have is dead cards in your hand, particularly in decks that aren't just red. Especially if you have too much land in your hand. Yeah, especially alongside things like um, tectonic reformation or in land decks because like those play red. Yeah. Cavalier of Flame is going into Omnath, and I'm going to probably play one in Krenko. Dude. Because he's... Really good. And he's probably, I would say, if I'm going to build aggro loam in modern, which I'm slowly trying to do, uh, I will probably try and play him there too. I don't think he's good enough for that. He costs five. I'd put one in there, just because I don't play super hyper-competitive modern. I don't know the format that well. But I would would try it. I don't think too many people are going to see that coming. That's probably fine. It makes your bear assault a little better. Like if you don't find a seismic assault, you find a bear assault instead. It makes all your bears have haste. You can swing in. With yeah, them. it's like okay, you've got this cavalier of flame in your hand and two lands, and then you life from the loam, and you get three more lands back, and then you discard all your lands, and you just like sacrifice him, and it's like okay, take ten. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. All right, and the last one is cavalier of thorns. He's obviously the green one. He's a five six. He has reach. Woohoo! When cavalier of thorns comes into play. Reveal the top five cards of your library. Put a land card from among them into play and the rest into your graveyard. When Cavalier of Thorns dies, you may exile it. If you do, put another target card from your graveyard on top of your library. Uh, I don't like him. That, yeah, I thought you were going to say into play. Nope. He is, I think he, he's the weakest one, I think. Yeah, I think he it's is. It's funny that he's actually not the strongest one in terms of power and toughness. He's a 5-6. And the red one's a 6-5. Like, I don't know. I think he should be like a 7-7. Seven, seven. I don't know. <laughs> well, you'd think that he'd at least have a bigger body because he does kind of have what I mean. the, He has like the wimpiest effect. You'd think he'd be the best creature out of the bunch, and he's just not. He's still probably good. And he's still mythic. He's still going to be worth a few bucks. 
Yeah. I don't know. He's fine. He's fine. All right. He's no red one or black one. Certainly or, or not. Or white one or maybe even the blue one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last, uh, we're going to do another cycle real quick, and then we'll get into doing it by color like we usually do. Sure. They're reprinting the ley lines. And when I say reprinting the ley lines, I mean they're reprinting the three good ones that are really expensive, and they're going to try really hard again to give red and green a good one. Okay, so they all are um, four mana. They all start the game on the battlefield if they're in your opening hand. Yes. And it's funny, these are all at rare in a set that's going to be open probably lots. It's important to say when you start the game any before game effects. Like so so just as a as a friendly casual reminder to people that say, "Hey, you can put your ley line into play now before we start." Just remember that everybody. You can do that. And then you're like good guy Cicio Nationalite doing doing the work for the community. Yeah. So we got uh Leyland of Sanctity is the white one. Gives you shroud. Gives you hexproof. Not shroud. Oh yeah, hexproof, hexproof. sure, whatever. Pretty good. Leyland of Anticipation gives all of your spells flash. You may cast spells. So you can't play lands at flash speed, but your your spells have flash. That's good. That's pretty good. Leyland of the Void, if a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, it is removed from the game instead. Of note your opponent's graveyard, and from anywhere. Yes. Good. The red one, brand new. Whenever you and or at least one permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or an ability an opponent controls, it deals two damage to the player that controls that spell or ability. Yeah, leave my shit alone, or else you'll get two'd. I don't know if it's good enough. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know. Keep trying, wizards. The green one is Leyland of Abundance. Whenever you tap a creature for mana, you get an additional green. I don't hate that. That's pretty cool. I don't cool. hate it. Green's I, already wanting to do that. We're just going to give them double the reward for doing something that is already pretty good. Yep. And it has a second ability, which is green, green, six. Put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Fine. Yeah, if you can do that. Yeah, that's that's eight mana. That's eight mana. I think there's better stuff you could do for eight mana. What if you got eight dudes? Eight mana to give plus eight. Play Crater Hoof Behemoth. Yeah, that card's like $50. This card is going to be $1. Yeah. I don't mind $1. I don't mind $1 as opposed to 50 Play Overrun. Play Giant Growth, three iterations of Giant Growth, and then Overrun. That'll, that'll <laughs> still cost you less than the amount of abundance. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you had infinite creatures, putting a plus one on all of them would be better. But if you have like, I don't know, if you have 10 dudes, Overrun, Giant Growth, Giant Growth, Giant Growth, it's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... That is the cycle cycle. It's the yeah of the set. Yeah, is it? Is it? We did two different cycles. Is that a cycle of cycles? Totally is. Sure. Yeah, paracycles, bicycle. Nah. nah. Let's move on to the white stuff. Anything interesting that you think will be super sweet in EDH? Uh, is there stuff that's like relevant to creature types? Like there's an elemental sub theme, white and spirits, enchantress. Like there's some. There's it's a core set that's targeted at EDH. So there's going to be something for everybody, right? Yeah, there's a cool angel card in Bishop of Wings. There's a enchantress card in Starfield Mystic. There's... Is that is that card good though? Starfield Mystic it costs 2, so it's going to come down before any of your other enchantments. It's a 2/2 two, two for 2 and it makes your other enchantments cost 1 less. I think it'll I think it's a cool casual card. I don't think it's going to whatever. And it's got like pseudo what's the whenever you enchant it it gets bigger card from Worldwake. Uriel the Mist Stalker? No. The other one that goes in the Ural deck. <sighs> who cares? Yeah, who gives this, a shit? Whenever you cast an enchantment, you give it plus one, plus one. No, whenever an enchantment you control dies. 
Like when one of your enchant- enchantments that cost less eats shit, it gets a little bigger. I don't know. I just don't like it. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah it, that card got way worse. <laughs> yeah. Get wrecked, man. You suck. Planar, Planar Cleansing is getting a reprint. I actually like this card. I like the picture on it. I like the foils of it. I just think it's a fun card. Yeah. It's a cool board wipe for six. You know what I wish? There is a little ditty called Eternal Isolation. It's a white one for a sorcery. Put target creature with power four or greater on the bottom of its owner's library. For God's sakes, why isn't that an instant? Yeah, and why isn't Tuck still a thing? I'm glad Tuck isn't a thing, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that, that, that's out of the question, I think, at this point. But if the, you know what? Even if this was white, two, and an instant, I think that I would like it. Is he chained to a mountain, or is he carrying a mountain? I think he's chained to the mountain for eternity. And that guy's life sucks. Yes. You know what? Uh, also interesting in this set, we've got a cycle. We missed a cycle ah. of artifacts that cost colored mana. So they're like, we've got a white artifact in Ancestral Blade. White one, Ancestral Blade comes into play. You get a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token, and you can attach Ancestral Blade to it. Other than that, it equips for one and gives equipped creature plus one plus one. So it's like a two two for two, or equip it for one and you get a one one for free. It's a little, it's a small effect, but it's a neat card. It's draft chaff, I think, but it's it's neat. Yeah, it's a draft uncommon, but uh, it yeah. is going to go in. I bet you it's going to go into like populate decks. It's going to go into equipment soldier decks. That's fine. Yeah. What about Angel of Vitality? I know we already talked about angels and some tribal stuff, but it's got a it's got a very pretty picture. I'm not gonna say, oh, she's so hot, but it, it's a it's a nice picture. And if you would gain life, you gain that much life plus one, and it gets plus two plus two as long as you have more than twenty five life. I think That's in a, the uh, in the life gain deck that wants the win more card of like that elephant that makes you gain. Oh no, the rhino that gains you double the life. I think this card is better than that card being a 2-2 flyer for three that has the same, I guess, double life gain effect, right? Well, if you gain life, you gain plus oh, one. Oh, it's plus one instead. Yeah, so if you gain oh. three, you gain four. It's 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 okay, but I don't know. I think it's a it's a cool card. If you're an angel player or a life gain card player, it's a 4-4 it's a four, four flyer for three. Oh, you know what? You, you know what you do? You There's enough life gain cards that I think you just build your life gain strategy around instances of life gain so instead of playing one card that says oh gain 10 life you play a bunch of different cards that just like trigger a whole bunch of times to gain you one life or two life so this one is actually doubling up your life gain and you still play it instead of that rhino because this one is a flyer that gets bigger i dig that yeah i'm I'm, I'm cool with that what about herald of the sun we're talking about angels cool picture very cool. It's a 4-4 flyer for white, white, 4 with white, 3. Put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on another target creature with flying. Oh, that's 4 for a plus 1, and nah. it's like a 4-4 four, four flyer for 6. Yeah, nah. He's all, he's all picture. He's all picture. You know what I do like? Each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. Rule of law? Oh, baby. That's, I, uh, I think that you like that. That's a reprint. But. I do like it. Is it a reprint or is it a functional reprint? It is exactly a reprint because there's another card printed before it called Rule of Law. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. It uh, is also a functional reprint of Arcane Laboratory or Laboratory. A color-shifted reprint. Yeah. And I think Rule of Law came first, actually. Neat. I think. Uh, it seems like something I would know, but I just don't remember. Yeah. But you don't. <laughs> Should we look it up? Nah. No, we don't look shit up on the set review. We just fly by the seat of our shorts that are on our heads. Get it right on the first time, every time. Ish. Ish. 
I also like the new Dish Enchant because it's a relic getting shot with a fucking laser, and that's awesome. It 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 is it getting shot or is it like that emitting is that light? One hundred percent, it's getting shot with a laser. I will not be convinced otherwise. You might be right. Yeah, definitely, I'm right. Jury's out still. <laughs> How about the new art on pacifism? <laughs> uh, the fine. guy's like knitting. It's fine. It's fine. He's, he's knitting a little hanky with a heart on it. It's, it's <laughs> he fine. just he just wants to make love. I wonder if it's a dink warmer. Probably. <laughs> on to the blue stuff. <laughs> Speak, yeah, let's just move on. Let's just move on. Do you like Agent of Treach? Treachery. Treach. Agent of Treachery? You mean the 2-3 for blue-blue 5 when it comes into play, gain control of target permanent, and at the beginning of your end step, if you control three or more permanents you don't control, draw three cards? Yes, that's it. Um... If I still had your win conditions or my win conditions together, I would probably really like this. It's just fine. He goes onto the battlefield at seven mana, so you've already got your your four, five, six mana clones or or steal your thing card. He's your seven mana one that you're stealing, so it's a two for one. But then at your end step, not even the beating down, the end step, you draw three. It's pretty cool. That's, that, a, cool that's a good one. That's a good top end one to steal their biggest guy. They're like, haha, you stole all my little dinky guys at three, four, and five mana. Just kidding. I got a seven drop, steal your shit. And, and then, I'd fill my hand back up. Would you rather play that or would you rather, was it, is it blatant thievery? Ooh, blatant, yeah, blatant thievery. Where good. you just get something from everybody? Is that the yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know what? If you're playing against fast decks or whatever late game, blatant thievery is like loses some of its good because it costs like eight. Maybe yeah. cost seven. I don't know. We don't look shit up here. Yeah, it doesn't but matter. I don't know. Both are good. Blatant Thievery probably goes in the same deck as Agent of Tretch. You're probably right. Yeah, those yes. are like your seven and eight drops, sure. and they're like the only ones that you play. What do you think of Drawn from Dreams? I don't even care what it does. I just really like that picture. It's got fish on it. And anybody who's seen me play a Mystic Remora, or has every time I see a Mystic Remora in physical real life, I always get excited because there's a fish on it. Yeah, very much so. Yep. I think that this is Wizards printing a fixed dig through time yeah doesn't have delve costs only, four only costs four yeah and it's a sorcery <laughs> <laughs> look at the top seven cards of your library two into your hand rest on the bottom in a random order literally dig through time it's except fixed in every single way better picture <laughs> fair mana cost sorcery speed no delve <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I dig that. I dig that. We were talking off air about Flood of Tears. I just like the. They the put picture. it in blue, and you know, like somebody's going to be like, oh, Flood of Tears, uh, meme card, whatever. What does it even do? <laughs> return all non land permanents to their owner's hands. If you return four or more non token permanent. Wait. If you return four or more non token permanents you control this way, you may put a permanent card from your hand into play. So you bounce all your shit. If you lose four pieces of shit, you may put one of your pieces of shit back into play. Oh, that's actually good. It's a cool card. That it's again sorcery, but they probably did it to avoid the like evacuation or cyclonic rift. There you feel go. bads, right? Yeah, because especially like instant speed enter the battlefield effect if you had three of your things bounced. Oh God, can you imagine that card if it was an instant? I would just quit magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were talking earlier about tails end. Oh hey, do you like stifle and trick bind? Give this card a read. Get this. Blue one, counter target, activated ability, triggered ability, or legendary spell. So, hey, bro, I'm going to counter your activated ability or triggered ability or fuck your commander too, right? Like, oh, <laughs> man, I love that card. Also a neat picture with some chick getting, like, blown into dust. I like that. Wish I could get blown into dust. 
Gross. Don't Google that. What about Portal of Sanctuary? I like the flavor text, and the card is like, it's fine. Artifact for blue two. One, tap, return target creature you control, and each aura attached to it to their owner's hands. Activate the disability only during your turn. Sweet. What the hell is that even for? Uh, it it lets you not get blown out on your Voltron commander, I guess. It's fine. Yeah. You know, you know what's way better than fine? Is that it's not Jace on the flavor text. If you need to disappear for a while, I know a place. Says, believe us, Van Driver. Yes, I yeah. was I was going to try and fit a van driving thing in there as well. Got Moving you. on, Spectral Sailor, F this guy. I don't know if it's a reprint or not, but you know what? It's going right into the Edric Turns deck, and it gives them another like access to draw a card right on the card. And he's got Flash. What the hell, Wizards? 1-1 one, one Flyer for 1 with Flash, like Ryan said. Blue 3 draw card. Why did they do what this? What the hell? Is it a reprint? It can't be. This one we'll look up. Brand new. They, what? They, they they knew that that deck existed, and they still print this. I'm sure it's for limited. I'm sure it is, but it doesn't oh, yeah, it, do, it doesn't make the Edric Turns deck any worse. I'm just gonna throw <laughs> that out there. I'm gonna take a one one flyer for one out that does nothing, and I'm gonna replace it with the exact same card except better in two different ways. I can play it at flash speed, and I can pay four to draw a card. Oh! What do you think of Warden of Evo's Isle? I'm a fan of these. Uh... <laughs> Quasi Lords. This is a 2 2 for blue 2 with flying, and it makes creature spells you control with flying cost one less. So instead of making your how, creatures. How bigger, do I feel about Quasi Lords? You're asking the Mist Form Ultimate player? <laughs> it's fine. It, it, uh, I like them too. This one doesn't affect Mist Form Ultimus per se, but in decks that have lots of flyers that also have blue mana in them, this one's. Good. I think it's cool. And I think it's bird, it's... bird Wizard, so it goes right into the Bird Tribal deck we featured a few weeks ago. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. What about Boreal Elemental? Is that a Pokemon or is that a Pokemon? That is a Pokemon. That is 100% a Pokemon card. Okay, moving moving on. Yeah, we'll keep going. Articuno can S my D. I know a, I know a couple of Pokemon. What about Octoprophet? I was just going to say, I just I, I like that that card exists. Yeah, I, I like, like that name. we got an Octopus. Maybe there's a future CCO tribal deck there. <laughs> yeah, possibly. It's pretty good. I like the picture. I like the... I don't like the card actually that much, but I like the name. I like the picture. It's a 3-3 three, three for 4 when it ETBs Scry 2. Maybe, maybe ETB Scry Tribal. That's what I was referring to. Moving on? Moving along to black. Black, black, sniff my crack? Sure. How about just, I just just because embodiment of agonies is this the kind of card that we want to introduce to like players that are just want a simple core set experience? Because core sets are meant to come in, play our game. Yeah, join us. Join us. You hate money, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you love games and hate money? Play Magic. Embodiment of agonies. Is a zero zero flying death touch for black black one. You know you like you hate big creatures with death touch. Well, here's a zero zero, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Embodiment of agonies enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each different mana cost among non land cards in your graveyard. And in the reminder text, it says black two and black black one are different. What the hell? This is a this is a weird card. Yeah, that's the first time we've ever seen that. So I just wanted to like let everybody know is is Phyrexian black like Phyrexian black two is that different than black two? I think it is. It 
I I would interpret that to be the same. There's probably going to be a ruling about that in uh, yeah. like 10 minutes, but uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it'll be out of date by four years if it's in 10 minutes from now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up is, I guess, do you want to talk about Dread Presence? I was just going to say, do we care about Dread Presence? That's like landfall, win the game in black, right? Yeah. You draw, whenever land comes into play, choose one. Draw a card, lose a life, or deals two damage to any target, and you gain two life. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a 3-3. Three, three. It's, it's a nightmare, hey? We see not very, very many nightmares yeah. of late, hey? It's a great picture, too. I think that's going to look rad in foil. Well, he kind of looks like Slender Man. Yeah. And uh, embodiment of agonies is like if you cut his head off, he looks like Freddy Krueger in the Dream Child. Where he pulls his shirt off, and you see all the kids' faces on his skin. They're like, "Oh my god!" And he feeds one of them a meatball that's also the head of a kid. Man, those are messed up movies. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, baby. That's that's some shit. I know which card you're gonna mention next. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, it's cool. I like this card. Do you want to die? I, I don't this, care. About this I, literally just looks like. Hang on. It looks like a a deck of playing cards. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it. I hate this picture. No. I hate it. I ac- I actually hate it. I looked at it and I was like, oh, fuck that. I hope this card isn't good. And then I read the card. I'm like, damn it. Now I have to play that garbage. I dislike this almost as much as the fucking split cards. And you know why? Because it looks like a split card. It looks like a Kamigawa flip card. Or it looks like the Jack of Diamonds. This is Seb McKinnon just finally eating shit. This is Seb McKinnon being like, I'm going to do something so Sebby that they're going to they're going to wish they never been sebbed before. Yeah. I'm going to seb them so hard they wish they never been sebbed. Get re- seb them. Seb them. Tell them what it does. The card does choose two. Do we tra- say what the name is? Scheming Symmetry. There we go. It's a sorcery for one black. Choose two target players. One of them should be yourself. Each of them searches their library for a card, shuffles the library, puts the card on top. Yeah, I like that. It's it's a cool. Puts the card on top. You don't have to lose two life, but you give them a tutor. It's yeah. like demon. It's like Vampiric Tutor, except slower and worse. But if you draw the card, it's the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like I like it. I think it's a... If you're going to do an anything tutor, I think this is how you got to do it. And I think it's going to be more affordable than getting a Demonic Tutor or a Vampiric Tutor or an Infernal Tutor or you a know Grim what, Tutor. You know what I like most about this card? Okay, so we're sitting in a pot of four, and it's my turn, and I have a card that is... Like, there's a card on the table that's super oppressive, and it's killing us all. We're all dead if we don't kill this card. I can't do anything about it, but buddy to my left can. I scheming symmetry, name him. I search for something, put it on top. He searches for a path to exile, puts it on top, because we have, like, this political deal that I can make with him. Like, you kill that thing with this scheming symmetry, none of us lose the game, I'll help you out. This is the most political card in the whole set. I like it. It's cool for local playgroups. It's cool for, like, like your playgroup with your friends. It's cool for going out and playing in the wild. It's a great political card, like Ryan says. I I like it in my own local playgroup better because I know what my my friends' decks are going to do, right? You know what this does? This gives black enchantment removal. It kind of does, yeah. It's like, hey, dude, we need to kill that whatever it is. I know you got a grip, so if you go find it. If you main main phase two after you attack and just be like, okay, go find that thing, whatever. You just have to make sure you're not playing against scumbag me who is just going to like. Find your own combo piece in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Trick you into like letting me search for a biovisionary when I have uh, a writer replication in my hand or something. You piece of shit, yeah. Uh, so that's a cool card. I like that one. I just want to mention Rotting Regisaur it looks like Fall of Cybertron Grimlock from Transformers. I just love when they use the term Regisaur because it makes me think of Regis. 
It's also a 7-6 for three. 7-6 for three. Who <laughs> wants to play? Who wants to be a millionaire? Or whatever that game was called. Yeah, I think that's what, It's also a dinosaur, which is cool. And it's a zombie, which is more relevant. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you discard a card in black. So who cares? Yeah, you, you either don't care. And it also doesn't say if you can't sacrifice it. So yeah. if you have, like, no cards in your hand, you just... Who cares? I got a 7-6 for three. Yeah, Woo! the last card you you cast was a scheming symmetry, so it doesn't even tutor it to your hand. So your hand's empty until you draw the card that you tutored for. <laughs> you just beat them for seven, and then, like, I don't know. It's, it's cool. I just like that card yeah. lots. I want to just touch on Blight Beetle. F that card. I hope, I hope that it just never sees any play in CEDH because it just destroys Animar. And um, you know what? I think they just... There's that that is a direct shot right at me. Just you know what? F that card. Moving on. Should I tell them what they what it does? Should I tell them? I'll tell them real fast. Real real quick, and we'll move on. Just cover your ears for a second. I'll do it. Blight Beetle is a one one for black one protection from green creatures your opponents control can't have plus one plus one counters placed on them. You can see why Ryan hates it. Yeah, they they specifically gave it protection from green as an ode to Animar, saying, "Oh, we made a mistake and gave him pro black and white, so we're gonna give this pro green, so Animar can't even fight it." Yeah, it also can't block Animar. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Just, but just, I can't make it an infinite infinite and kill you, and you can't block because I can't make him an infinite. i got to use my own stupid, like, mana <laughs> war that's supposed to bounce infinitely to draw me cards. No, i got to bounce your stupid thing. Stupid everything. Should we talk about Blood for Bones because it has the best art on it? Blood for Bones? Fuck you, Seb. Oh, yeah, Blood for Bones. You were pointing at a different card, and I was like, that is not what that card is called. <laughs> um, this Blood, is, wait, well, hold on. Blood for Bones is good. As an additional cost to cast this spell sack, a creature costs black three. It's a sorcery. Return a creature card from your graveyard to play. Then return another creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, <laughs> so you just reanimate for four, but you got to sack a dude, but then you just get that dude back. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that card. I like that lots. Uh, the We've been doing the other colored artifacts, Blood... Butt-soaked altar is an artifact for black, black, four, tap, pay two life, discard a card, sack a creature, you get a 5-5 five, five black demon creature token, with flying, activate this ability, only any time you can cast a sorcery. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. What else? We got a bunch of removal, we got a bunch of vampires, like, I don't know, we, we, we're we not the vampire review podcast, so we're just gonna yeah, we're the on. We're the goddamn sliver review podcast, let's that's, that's oh, call yes, a spade a spade. Oh, slivers. <laughs> There's good stuff. Of course, more Seb McKinnon. Yeah, of course. More some good removal for limited. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, That's all good. It's fine. There's probably corner case stuff that we're missing, but you know what? On to red. On to red. Uh, their artifact that is also colored is Chandra's Regulator. I'm cautiously optimistic of this card. It's an artifact for red one. Whenever you activate a loyalty ability of a Chandra Planeswalker, you, you may pay one if you do copy that ability. Whatever. The main reason I like it is it's because it's one tap, discard a mountain card or a red card to draw a card. Yeah, it lets you discard a mountain and draw a card. Yeah, red has hard time drawing cards. It's this good with your it. Cavalier of Flame, too. Yep. It is good with... Uh, it probably goes in your Windgrace deck. It goes okay with Chandra the Awakened Inferno because you can give him two emblems at the same time. Yes. Um, it goes good with uh, the other Chandra that puts all it puts loyalty counters on all other red planeswalkers because you can put two loyalty counters on all other red planeswalkers. Like it's, it's got its uses. It's a cool card. Got to have a density of Chandras, I think, though. But yeah, that's the, what. Ah, yeah, I'm not gonna play it because yeah. I'm gonna, I, I have. You get this? I have more efficient ways to draw cards in red. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably get one and I'll try it and then I'll cut it for something better. Yeah, that's where that card is going. 
Glinthorn Buccaneer. That's another um, discard to draw if he's attacking in red. Whenever you discard a card, he deals one damage to each opponent. So if you've got a way in red, which you do a la wheels or cavaliers or discard to draw effects, he's going to deal a lot of damage. He also has red one, discard a card, draw a card, activate this ability only if Glintorn Buccaneer is attacking. That's why he's, he does that. And he's a 2-4 for 3. Yeah, you know what? With haste. With haste. You know what's funny? Get this. I think... Then this is just me being just weird. Like, do... G- hear me out. You know how I always think, or we always discuss, do I cut uh, Do I cut Aetherflux Reservoir and Zata? Because it immediately gets blown up before I can do anything with it. It's just like a dead card all the time. Sure. I cut it for a creature, a creature, so I can replicate Zada's effect, that costs less converted mana. Storm, 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 storm. If all my other win conditions are foiled and I can't win through attack damage or infinite dual casters or whatever. You just win by discarding back down to seven. Yep. I got 40 cards in my hand. Play this guy. Move to end step. Discard down to seven. Everybody take 33 or whatever. I think that's pretty cool. That's I, actually I, so I, funny. I like that lot. <coughs> um, we talked about this in the white section. I like lords that do this. There's Marauding Raptor. It's a 2-3 two, for two creature oh, spells. Yeah, you cast one. cost one less. And then whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Marauding Raptor deals two damage to it. They know, they, yeah. they know right? Like They know that it's yeah. an instant... End the game instantly, loop, nobody can win with Polyraptor. Is that the right card? Yes. Unless you have a way to, like, sacrifice all of your Polyraptors. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, and then whenever it deals damage to a dinosaur, it gets bigger. But it's a, it's a neat card. It's, it's fine. Do yeah. you like repeated reverberation? You probably do. Th- this sounds like a card that I would like. Give it a read. It's an instant for Red Red 2. Whenever the next, whenever you next cast an instant or cast a sorcery or activate the loyalty ability this turn, copy that spell or ability twice. Choose new targets for the copies. So it's four mana, copy a thing twice. Yes. So it's kind of like Wild Ricochet, where you... Sort of, yeah. Where you redirect it and copy it? Well, you get the original one, then you get it again, then you get it again. For for this one. Yeah. That's what, that's what repeated reverberation does. You... Yeah, that's that's good. You copy it, that's good. I would love it if it was like you may cast the copies somehow. Like you know how they yeah. somehow they if, if it's in your graveyard you can cast it instead of like make a copy of it if it's in your graveyard. I get what you're saying. Uh it's it's fine. I don't think I'm gonna run it anywhere, but it's a it's a neat it's card. It's good. Yeah, it's not like electrodominance where it lets you break timing restrictions, so it's yeah. not people are gonna find a place for that card and I think it's going to be cool oh yeah because unless it's, it's, it's in fucking turns oh no but it's only when you cast though so I can't I can't like yeah it's when you cast your next one so you go repeated reverberation time stretch and then all of your friends punch you in the face yeah take six turns <laughs> yeah. yeah so if, if you yeah. cast a time warp I can't take extra turns off it which is eh. why did we yeah. have to go straight to all the way like why that's just why do, do we just hate ourselves that yeah, much that we're just like yeah let's punch each other in the face because we hate each other sometimes huh. sometimes uh, oh just, wait a second what? wait a second what wait a second i see what you're doing what there's a card called fry in this set yeah what okay when we were talking about modern horizons okay and we were talking about the elephant sitting on a guy in that card yeah the, the gift card you told me that wizards doesn't just 
make art that's funny anymore. They don't just put funny pictures on cards. Oh, they do in corsets. I changed my mind. And then they printed Fry. Now, I want you to look at that oh, picture. Man. And without smiling or laughing, I want you to tell the good people of CCO Nation what the picture on Fry depicts. This is a travesty of a cooking experiment gone wrong. This <laughs> is the picture of what looks to be some small bird animal usually raised to be butchered and eaten that looks as though it was blown into oblivion <laughs> and only its feet are left. And they're smoking. And they are smoking. <laughs> so this is an instant for red one. This spell can't be countered. So this bird is getting cooked. Regardless. Regardless. You can return the spell to the owner's hand off the stack. But it, you can't counter it. Fry deals five damage target creature or planeswalker if it's white or blue. <laughs> so obviously it was a white and or blue bird. Yes. And it just got fried to dust. Yes. And smoke. It was clearly a chicken that got fried. Man, if we have patron signups that want, like, overdone meat, if they like their meat cooked well, <laughs> maybe we'll just send them fries and I don't got to alter them. <laughs> But yeah, Fry, awesome. Oh, man, uh, yeah. Goblin Ringleader comes back. We all know that he's good, but that's more of a modern include, not really our, our gem. Yeah, we already have Goblin Ringleaders for our Goblin decks, right? Yeah, and they're awesome. Fucking Fry. <laughs> fry is so good. I knew I was going to get you with that, yeah, too. That's Just looking at it, you were all like, oh, shit. Yeah, shit, I, I like know. it. I like it. <laughs> that's a good one. I hope they do more stuff like you that. You know what? They, they have done more stuff like that in this set where they've printed some color hosers or things that have protection from colors. We didn't mention that, but that's uh, that's coming back. Let's make it a comeback. Ooh. But mind you, this is a core set, so you're going to have things that like are color hosers to teach people about the color pie or things that have protection so newer uh, newer players can understand, oh, yeah, b b black and white, they hate each other. If it's like them being opposite colors isn't enough, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sack an artifact or land draw card on Destructive Digger, but you know what? He has to tap. God dang. Yeah, it costs three and you have to tap him. Yeah, he's he's bunk. Um, we usually don't talk about Draft Chaff, but just once I'm going to mention uh, Pack Mastiff. I like him. <laughs> um, he's he kind of looks like a cross between a dog and a pig. He's a 2-2 two, two for two with uh, red one. Each creature you control named Pack. Mastiff gets plus one plus oh. I just think that's going to be a neat draft deck. I yeah. I wish that he. I yeah. wish you could play more. I wish that that was the red. You can play more of this one. But then we'd have everybody saying, "Oh yeah, doggo this and good boy tribal that and blah 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 whatever." Yeah. Why can't we play ten of those ones? In draft, you could if you if you got them all. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Should, should we move on? Let's let's header to green. I'm not even going to mention that that's the worst shock art of all time. How about Elvish Reclaimer? I think people were pumped about this guy. So, uh, one, two, Elf Warrior for one. Elf Reclaimer gets plus two as long as there are three or more lands in your graveyard? Yep. Okay, so he's going to be a... He's big. Sacrifice a land. Search your library for a land. A land. Mm -hmm. Oh. Put it on the battlefield tapped. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. He's pretty good. I, li I think he's pretty good. Yeah, Sack of Forest, get a guy's cradle type thing. Exactly. Or what have you. Yeah. Sack a forest, get a strip mine, destroy your cabal coffers. Can I run a conundrum by you? Sure. And anybody else who wants to weigh in on this, feel free to get at me on Twitter, CCO Brando. A conundy. A conundy. I sort of like this card for Omnath. Sure. But when we played Omnath at face-to-face -face open, I 
felt like Omnath plays really slow because it's fetching land every turn. The the, the it physically plays slow. Yeah, not the deck is I'm, slow. Yeah, and I'm shuffling and shuffling and shuffling. So I'm actually in a position now where I I kind of don't want to. No matter how good the card is, I kind of don't want to add more things that make me shuffle. Well, I'll start off by saying you do usually, especially in the early to mid game, play the deck fairly effectively in that you go, you t you announce to everybody that y you say, I'm going to do this and this and this, and then I'm going to sacrifice this and this, and then I'm going to search for this and this. And you just do it all at once, and then you spend like the rest of the ro the turn rotation searching, and when you untap, you're ready to go. So good job on that. Thank you. I think if there is any way that you can find to shuffle effectively that is quicker, um, maybe you double sleeve your cards and riffle them. I don't know. I don't know if some people don't like that, whatever. Yeah. Is there anything that you could cut that says a similar thing where you search and shuffle? Or are you just looking to cut something that just like isn't as good because it doesn't let you search for a land? That's kind of what I'm thinking, yeah. Mm. So you're just adding another shuffle effect. Yeah, I'm just adding another No, thing that was one of the reasons that they considered uh, Sensei's Divining Top to be banned in modern. It's because all the shuffling. It's, just, it's one of those things where or, it's just, Oh, sorry, all the rearranging. Yeah, it just takes so much time to do this crap. And it's, it's just a physical, manual thing that slows the game down. And I just, I don't, I don't like it. So I just, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm having a... When you, when you play the deck, are you consciously making a plan for what you're going to do on your turn? Every time. Ba barring what card you draw for a turn? Every time. Which is a good skill to have for sure. So you're already doing that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe test it and 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 like maybe it's not even that good. I don't know. But I will say this. I will say that that deck at F and M or the casual tables at whatever event we go to, that deck usually ends up cleaning house. And if you're cutting a card to make it even better, you have to ask yourself like, how comfortable am I just flexing on guys because the whole deck is foil, or should I just like? take out something that is going to make it play faster so it's actually fun for everybody yeah right that's a good thing yeah and and i'm not saying like it's too strong to play at casual tables because ultimately you've got a seven drop commander yeah that doesn't have infinite combos and isn't blue <laughs> or black <laughs> but uh, i don't know there's there's maybe some questions built into your conundrum that you should just answer how do i shuffle faster how do i plan better for my turn is it going to be too powerful? Do I need to get this? Especially if people are hot for this card for other formats and it's going to be like a 10 or $15 foil. Yeah. Which I don't think it's going to be, but you never know. Good things to think about and good for everybody to think about. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is the next thing? Shared Summons is a great EDH card. I like it lots. Yeah, that's like half of Tooth and Nail, right? Yeah. It's a uh, green, green three. Search your library for up to two creature cards with different names. Put them into your hand. That certainly sounds good in Animar to find me uh, yeah. walking ballista and ancestral statue. Yep. I can do right I can do so cheaper with uh, weird harvest. Yes, and also spell seeker to find neoform. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a cool card. I like that one. Yeah, I think it's I think it's sweet. I I, I actually like that. I'm interested in that card for sure and it's got a cool picture on it it's got like some elemental stag and an elemental wolf and they're like running together like best friends it's awesome yeah they're probably best friends definitely moving on moving on we got some elementals we got some dinosaurs and hydras like these seem all very magic-y right it's very corsetti very very green there are lots of beaters and thrashing brontodon is one of like the dark frame foils and this is the first set that we're actually getting um those foil packs Right where where you open it up and it's like a a, a date stamped rare or mythic from a current set a date stamped curated this is our foil promo list 
uh, a land, and then a dark promo and thrashing Bront to Dawn. Give it a read. 3-4 for green, green, 1. Pay 1, sack it. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. That is a cool-ass card. Yeah, and it's a dinosaur. I think it's a reprint, but it's worth saying just because it's, it's a good card, and it's not an ETB, so if anybody's got you locked under a torpor orb or something you could beat with it for a while until you have an etb and you want to get rid of that torpor orb so you're going to get some damage in with that for sure that's just a cool card i like him season of growth is also neat it's an enchantment for green one whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control you scry one and whenever you cast a spell that targets a creature you control you draw a card you know what i almost like in this card and and people might tell me i'm totally wrong and out to left field i like this card as a budget sylvan library because creature equals scry which is excellent and you don't have to cast it you just have to etb it and whenever you cast a maybe a pump spell you just draw a card or i mean it doesn't have to be a pump spell it could be a whatever enchantment spell maybe it's an enchantress type card because it's an enchantment does it go in lenny's uh five color pump and dump deck it could, but you'd only draw one card because you're only casting one card. Oh, yeah. Then it radiates and you're 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 copying it. That's less so you, good. It's still good because everything that you target your Zata with will draw you one card, which baseline makes all of your gets plus three and haste better because now it says plus three haste and draw card. Never hurts. Yeah, but something where you're putting 10 tokens into play, you're going to scry one 10 times, and you're going to find the draw a card that you can replicate to draw 10 cards, so it's still good. Do we talk about Ferocious Pop? No. Excellent. Continuing on. Ah, uh, What about Gift of Paradise? I know that it's boring and it's a common, but I love that art. That is beautiful. That is a beautiful card. Yeah, I don't even, do we even read, cool. Let's not even read what it does. That's a beautiful card. Look I it want, up. I want to own one. I want that on a playmat. That's not a playmat I want. How about uh, Sedge Scorpion? 1-1 one, one for 1 with Death Touch? Yeah. Read the, read, the, read the flavor text. Oh, baby. Thacolites? Sure. Thacolites the Mighty. Slayer of Minotaurs. Vanquisher of Giants. Killed by a scorpion. Inscription <laughs> on an Arkron grave. <laughs> I like that. That is very excellent. <laughs> Do you notice, on, just talk about art, one more art picture before we move on. Rabid Bite is a picture of a pirate biting a werewolf. The, I, don't I don't think I think that he's wearing a tricorn hat and he exists on Innistrad. If you wear a tricorn hat in magic, you are a pirate. That's just how it is. Or you live in Innistrad. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, we're into the multicolored stuff. We already talked about most of the really high end shit last night, yesterday. Yep. On the New EDH cards. What we, else do we got here, Ryan? We got another Pokemon. Empyrean Angel? Empyrean Eagle. That's yeah. what that is. Is that the same Pokemon? I'd probably. Other I don't know. Ask Evan. Other creatures you control with flying get plus one, plus one. It has flying blue, white, one for a two, three. What about your creepy trailblazer there? Creeping trailblazer. Creepy trailblazer is a two, two for Grull. Other elementals you control get plus one, plus oh, and it has devastate mana or decimate mana. Creeping Trailblazer gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each elemental you control. He's fine. He makes your elementals bigger and makes himself huge. He makes your elementals bigger and your elementals make him bigger. They're friends. Oh, They're yeah. best friends. <laughs> what do you think of Corpse Knight? I thought that you would like Corpse Knight. I like Corpse Knight? Let me see here. It's 2-2 two, two 
Zombie Knight for black white. So your your zombie decks with white in them just got another card. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life. I do like that. I think that's a cool card. That is super cool. I wish that it was just mono black so I could and and still a zombie so I could play it in my Balthor deck. Yeah. <laughs> just mass reanimate all my zombies at once and make everybody die. Die. Yeah, super. What about Risen Reef? Risen Reef, the 1-1 elemental for green-blue 1. Whenever Risen Reef or another elemental enters the battlefield under your control, you may look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped. If you don't put that card onto the battlefield, you put it into your hand. Okay, so it's like uh, Coiling Oracle? Coiling Oracle. Okay, who cares about that? But Landfall, make an elemental? That card. Landfall, make an elemental. So Zendikar's Royal is the one you're thinking Zendikar's about, Zendikar's right? Royal... Land under battlefield, you make a 2-2 elemental. You're going to trigger your Risen Reef to look at cards. And then you're going to look at a card. If it's a land, it makes an elemental. Then you trigger your Risen Reef again. Hey, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then I you, like that. You play both of those things in your Tatiova deck. And you just draw, yes. draw like hell. Yeah. Holy with, shit. With your play multiple lands per turn. So if you miss on one, you can just play one from your hand. Ooh. Yeah, baby. That's pretty cool. I like that. What do you feel of Moldervine Reclamation? Is this is this like a staple in Golgari now? Look at this card. Whenever a creature you control dies, you gain one life and draw a card. Now, it costs five. That is... Well, Tatiova costs five. And That's instead true. of playing Landfall, you're playing My Shit's Gonna Die color combination? That's true. I don't mind this card. It's a neat card, It's yeah. harder to kill because it's an enchanty. Yeah, it's a neat one. I like that one. Dig that. Should we move on to artifacts? Is that what we got here? Artifacts are the next thing. Lots of people are hard for bag of holding. What do you think? Uh, I think that this is like, hey, we're trying to make magic like D&D, kind of like um, Druidic Satchel and things of that ilk. Sure. It's an artifact for one. Whenever you discard a card, exile it instead of putting it into your graveyard. Or exile it from your graveyard. So it goes to your graveyard, then you exile it. Okay. Two, tap, draw a card, discard a card. Uh-huh. Or... Four, tap, sack, bag of holding, return all the cards exiled with it to your hand. I'm not sure. Like, do you put it in the bag and it's like Hermione's purse on Harry Potter? You got to, like, go into it to get everything out of it? Like, I don't know how it works. That is that is how a bag of holding works, yes. Oh. It's an extra dimensional space. You just kind of reach in and you... Oh, so, okay, so I didn't even understand it and I understood it. Yeah. Good design. Yeah, it's neat. Actually, there was a cool part in a book I read once where somebody took a bag of holding or a box of holding and opened the lid and then threw it into the water to, like, stop a boat that was chasing them because it made a big whirlpool because it just started sucking in all of the water. How'd they get it back out? They didn't. Did it drain the ocean? No, it just drained water until it was full. Bags of holding will eventually become full. If you play D&D and you don't know that, you should. Oh. Okay. It takes a long time because it created an, you know, a whirlpool in an ocean big enough to sink a ship. Yikes. Filled up. But still, there is a limit. Okay. What about uh, Icon of Ancestry? Icon of Ancestry is an artifact for three. When it comes into play, choose a creature type. Creatures you control of the chosen type get plus one, plus one. Oh, we know what this means. Tap three and it. Look at the top three cards of your library. You can reveal the creature card of the chosen type from among them. Put it into your hand, and the rest go on the bottom. Mistborn Ultimus. And that, tell me that foil's not going to look sick. That's going to it's look all beautiful. all stained glass and yeah, stuff on it. Stained glassy with the sun coming through it. That's going to look beautiful. Yep. And I also like Mystic Forge. Now, this is kind of like Future Sight or Vizier of the Menagerie or um, Epic, no, not Epic Experiment, Experimental Frenzy. So this is the artifact-based one. You remember how I got all mad? 
a little while ago, say Wait, yesterday. Wh- yeah, and every other day. About the five color guy, and it's just like, fuck this card. Oh, Why yeah. are they doing this? This is the no color card, fuck this card? What are they thinking? <laughs> really, you can look at the top card, and if it's colorless, you can play it for free because there aren't enough combos that go along with fucking artifacts already. So let, let me read it. It's a four-drop artifact. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. Cool. We like that. You may cast the top card of your library if it's an artifact card or a colorless non-land card. So of note, you can't play it if it's a land. You can only cast it. Pay one life, exile the top card of your library. You have to tap, pay one life in exile. So if it is a land, you can just get a freebie out of it, kind of. Yeah, and if you're playing, what's what's that thing, the the super-duper combo card that everybody likes so much? In Storm Decks, it untaps all your mana rocks, never you play a card. Never heard of it. It's a pa- clock. Paradox Engine? Paradox Engine. Because that's not going to untap your Mystic Forge to get your dead cards out of the way. Oh, yeah. Of course. What? No. You just have to make sure that you have like a mitt of cards to cast to trigger your Paradox Engine to untap your Mystic Forge so you can get another look. It just just makes your library your hand. Yeah, I mean, so does Bolas's Citadel, so does Experimental Frenzy, so does Vizier of the Menagerie in a creature deck, so does Future Sight in a blue deck. Like, are any of those cards really breaking the format? I guess not. I although, guess not, right? But you got to look. Bolas's... Yep, five color, play them all in the same deck. Now they're breaking the format. Bolas's Citadel, you have to pay life. You have a limited number of those. And that's the best one, FYI. And, and Mystic Forge, what type of card has the most things that cost zero? Oh, yeah. Artifacts. Yeah, yeah well, and the same yeah, the like, same is true for Bolas's Citadel, right? Just pay zero life, I'll cast this. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess know. none of them are breaking the format. It, there is combos with all of them. I think that this is the one that's... If one of them's going to blow up and be a pain in the ass, it's going to be this one. I don't I don't know. I think it would have been Future Sight if it was going to be any, because that lets you cast anything. So does Bolas' Citadel. It lets you cast anything. I guess. I don't know. I, don't I, I think know. it's I fine. I just... I don't know. I just... I don't like it. They are certainly something to be weary of, and if you're building combos around them, like maybe you just actually do play all of them. Right? Why not? <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Colossus Hammer? Oh, dude, this is a turn two kill. <laughs> this is a turn two kill in modern. Colossus Hammer is an artifact for one with equipped for eight. Equipped creature gets plus 10, plus 10, and loses flying. Why did Sigarda's aid go up 7,000% overnight? Well, because this. Yeah. Equipped creature, when, when this creature's equipped, it gets plus whatever and double strike. No, it just gets double strike. It's a one one that gets double strike when it gets equipped. Yeah. And it's just like uh, Sagarda's Aid, Colossus Hammer, take 22. <laughs> hey, we didn't read Mask of Immolation. That's the red artifact. Or the green one. They're both terrible, but let's read them anyways. Sure, Mask of Immolation is red one. When Mask of Immolation enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one red elemental creature token and attach Mask of Immolation to it. Equipped creature has sacrificed this creature. It deals one damage to any target, and it equips for two. It equips for two? Why can't it equip for zero? Because it's garbage, Ryan. <laughs> and uh, the green one is Wolf Rider's Saddle. It is green three. When it enters the battlefield, you get a 2-2 two, two green wolf, and you attach the saddle to it. Equipped uh-huh. creature gets plus one, plus one, and can't be blocked by more than one creature. Equipped for three. Also terrible. Also terrible. That one feels like a piece of equipment, though. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mask of Immolation just feels like it should be good, and it's it's just not. Yeah, damn it. It should be good, but it's not. How do we get two mana? How do we just make two mana over and over and over again? Ashnod's Altar? Sacrifice this creature. But you have to sacrifice... You have to sacrifice the creature to the mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it was just when this creature oh, died. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that would be way better if it was just when it died. Damn it's, it. It's just terrible. Somebody break it. At CCO Podcast, let me know. What else? What else? Meteor Golem's getting a reprint. Scuttlemutt's getting a reprint for all you Scarecrow junkies. Um, I don't know. Um, I think Prismite is neat and will... I don't know. I don't think it's going to do anything degenerate. It's a it's a 2-1 for 2 that has 2 add 1 mana of any color to your mana pool. I just like filters like that. I think it's I think yeah. cool. Salvager of Ruin is another one that lets you get an artifact back from your graveyard, so that'll go in graveyard shenaniganery decks. Uh, we've got like Vial of Dragonfire. That's just a flavorful card. I think that's like, is that it besides land? We want to. We don't want to talk about any more commons. We've done enough of those. Yeah, enough commons. Let's just let's hit the land. We're going. So the rare land cycle. Uh, people say that the rare land cycle will often determine the value of a set. And this set is worthless over time. And yeah, based on this rare land cycle, this set is not worth anything. It you is- know what? If the uh, if the um, the Planeswalker see play in standard, or if the Cavaliers see a lot of play in standard like the titans did from like m12 era then those will be what determines the value of the set because those are the mythics that are going to see the most play and so we're, what are these the enemy colored Scrylands, temple Scrylands, originally from theros block junk they got new art but they are all still theros themed i thought that that was interesting it's corset do they want yeah but they're still all theros themed it's fine yeah it's fine yeah. i like the picture on temple of silence I like all the pictures. That's fine. There's We've all... got a uh, set of 10 gain lands, so that's always great. Maybe we get those instead of basics? No, nah, you'll still get basics. Uh, what do we got for other stuff? Evolving Wilds gets another reprint. That's pretty cool. Let's talk about what, what we really came to the land section to talk about, the Lotus Field. Yep. This Lo- is a way to get around the reserve list, FYI. Absolutely it is. So this is originally what card? Lotus Veil. Lotus Veil. That's right, except uh, this one... Enters battlefield tapped and has hexproof. Yes. So they can't like strip mine it or whatever. Like that's going to happen in any. I guess it's going to happen in Commander. I was going to say that's never going to happen yeah. in Standard, but I, we're not a Standard podcast, so it doesn't matter. It'll happen in EDH all the time. It's also got a beautiful picture that will look. Hexproof amazing. enters the battlefield tapped. When it enters the battlefield, sacrifice two lands. And then you can tap it to add three mana of any one color. This this is this we're probably gonna play this right. Hundred percent, we're gonna play this. I will definitely play this in Omnath. I You're will. gonna play it in decks that get lands from their graveyards back. Yep, I will play it in Omnath. I will play it in Windgrace. This is a great card. And you play it in the lands matter decks that let you get lands back from your graveyard because you you play it, sacrifice two lands, get your lands back, and it's got hexproof. So if I have like a Bajuka Bog or a Scavenger Grounds or whatever to exile your graveyard and a Strip Mine. I can't strip mine that card because it has hexproof. So you're still gonna, you're always gonna get your three mana out of it. Yeah, and you can tap the land that you sack to it to have some mana still. Lotus Veil, the old one, you had to sack untapped lands. Oh yeah, okay, that okay, I'm on board. So it's a, it's a way around a reserve list card, and it's kind of a little better. It's not as fast, but it's yeah. I, I think th- overall, it's a. I'm gonna call. I, I think it's a better card. I think it's probably better because yeah. you're you're always gonna get your mana out of it repeatedly, right? Yeah, I I dig it. I think yeah. it's cool. Is Field of the Dead any good? Field of the Dead, hundred percent should say land long dash desert. Hundred percent it should. It's got a desert on the picture. It does the things that deserts do from Amonkhet. It should be desert. Now, comes into play tapped. Taps are colorless. Whenever Field of the Dead or another land enters the battlefield under your control. If you control seven or more lands with different names, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. 
if you're playing deserts, they are all going to have different names because they're not basics. Yeah. This should be a desert. It should 100% be desert. Of course, complexity. We can't just put one desert in the set. Like, this is the rare time where I'm going to step into your shoes and say, balls all that, make the card that should be what the card is. Yeah. And if you need it for standard, like, tweak your standard different and put this in a commander set and make it a fucking desert. Yeah. And who the shit's going to play this in standard anyway? Nobody. 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 But it's an introductory set for newer players, and they're not going to know what desert means. F them. But they give us the demon that has different mana costs, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, sure. Last card, Cryptic Caves. Give it a read. Cryptic Caves is a uncommon land. Taps for a colorless, or if you tap a colorless and it and sack it, you draw a card. Activate it only if you control five or more land. Two things. Field of the Dead is a rare. Yeah. Make it a desert. I just noticed. Oh. Make it a goddamn desert. Oh, okay. Cryptic Caves. Cryptic Caves, everybody. Cryptic Caves doesn't come into play tapped. So on turn 95, if you've got 100 land in play, and you can trade in your land drop and a mana to just draw a card. Love it. That's cool. Love it, love it, love it. That's a great card. I think that's it. Are there any basics that have particularly pretty pictures? The swamp with the little carriage in it. That's that's a that's a fabulous swamp. That is very nice. Yeah. The rest of them I'm kind of They're all beautiful. They're I mean, fine. they're all introductory. They all look very much like the colors that they represent and they are very much geared towards representing what each color kind of looks like. Yeah, they're fine. Geographically. I like it. I like them too. Evolving Wild should be prismatic vista. Yes. We agree. I thought you were just going to end the show there, but Well, I, I wish I could, but I have to thank our wonderful listeners for being here. And I have to thank our sponsors, face-to-facegames.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store. And then I guess we could just end this show by saying come back next week for another exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Give me a desert!